We love supporting and promoting the creators of musical theater throughout the world. And we would love to have your support as well. Go to musicaltheaterradio.com and click on the Become a Patron button because a supportive community is a strong community. Welcome back to another episode of Be Our Guest here on Musical Theater Radio. I am your host, as always, Jean-Paul Yovanoff. It's always great to have past guests back on the show, see what they've been up to. And today's guest has a show running at the Grand Theater in London from March 7th to the 25th in 2023. Let's learn more about the show, Rababoo, with its creator and today's guest, Andrea Menard. Andrea, hello again. Jean-Paul, good to see you. Oh, it's been, it's been a while. I, I should have looked up how long it's been, but... Uh, a couple of years, for yeah, sure. It's crazy how time has passed since mm-hmm. then. But you are just so busy because <laughs> you have a show that you're in the middle of right a now. Brand so- new, brand new little baby show, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for taking time out of, of your day to do this because I know, I know you're busy. So let's so let's talk about actually before we get into the show, let's give a 15 second bio of who you are in case people haven't listened to the old one. Who is Andrew Menard in 15 seconds? Good Lord. Okay. well, um, I'm Andrea Menard. I'm a Métis woman from Treaty One Territory and the homeland of the Métis in Canada. I'm currently living in Vancouver, which is the unceded traditional territory of the Squamish, the Tsleil-Waututh, and the Musqueam people. I'm an actor. I'm a singer. I'm a writer. I'm a teacher and speaker and all the I'm a medicine wheel of many things, and they all seem to be happening at once. <laughs> <clears throat> and the creator and I guess star of the show of Rubaboo. Wonderful. Well, let's dive right into that. Tell us what the show is about. What's the synopsis of the show? Well, I like to say that it's a Métis cabaret because it's not a traditional theater piece in any way. You know, it's it's theatrical and it has a storyline, but it's not I'm not playing a character, I'm playing me. And I'm up there with three musicians, um, my longtime collaborator, Robert Walsh, who we've done five albums together. And and so this is, uh, um, it has like 19 songs in the show, in this little 90 minute show. And, but it also has um, me sharing sto- songs and stories um, to help the rest of Canada learn more about Métis people fall in love with Métis people and to recognize what, like how reconciliation may look and may it, and, and to bring it to, to non-Indigenous Canadians. I mean, it's for, it's for anybody, but for a lot of non-Indigenous Canadians still don't really understand or care about why reconciliation is so important. So I wanted to be on these stages. I didn't want to be on the stages if I wasn't furthering this, this uh, desire, furthering reconciliation in some way. And, you know, people have this idea that it's this onerous thing and that, and I wanted to make sure that it's, that it, it could be a joyful, beautiful journey. People, I wanted to open the door in a way that people hadn't experienced before. So it's a Métis cabaret with tons of music and funny and, and serious and heartbreaking and all the things but lots and lots and lots of love 
because within our communities, we got the warriors and we got the peacemakers. And I'm a peacemaker at heart, but I don't ever, ever want to dishonor the warriors that have to do maybe a hard smack sometimes. <laughs> so there's there's a little, a couple of hard hitting numbers, um, but mostly, mostly the audience are recognizing that that they are loved that they are part of the circle and, and we all have a part to play within the circle. I think the world needs a balance of the peacemakers and the warriors. You can't have one mm -hmm. without the other and mm -hmm. they need to balance each other out. So that's, that's a wonderful thing to say. Yeah. So what was the impetus for the show? What was that moment? Uh, and when was it that you decided mm -hmm. to put this show together? And it's a funny story actually, because Dennis Garnham, who's the artistic director of the grand theater, he um, had, they had been putting in uh, requests for their and funding for their renovations just it just happened to fall over COVID. So it's kind of perfect when everyone else went to shut down, they were renovating, brilliant. Um, and they had their little stage downstairs, the Auburn stage. He called me up and said, you know, we're almost done our renovations and we're wondering if you have a little something, you know, we want it to just be a special event, like maybe some songs. And I said, well, I don't really, yeah, I suppose I could, uh, let me think about it. Um, and I told him, I don't want it, like I said to you just earlier, I don't want to be on stages if I'm not furthering, you know, because there were so many things happening in the world. The children were found, you know, in the residential school grounds. And I mean, we knew we were there, but the rest of Canada and the rest of the world finally, you know, got it. And so I just went, ah, oh, there's an opportunity here and I don't want to let that die. I want to continue this, this interest, this care, this desire to know. Um, and so I said, well, let me think about it. And then I always say, uh oh, once the grandmothers who are my spirit helpers get in touch, get a hold of me, they go, oh, ooh, she's available. Oh, let's, let's do something. So, um, so this little, I, this little, cabaret kind of idea came but then the stories came and the connection came and the title came and everything sort of fell into place and I scripted it and I sent it to Dennis maybe two months before we were supposed to go in to rehearsal and he went Andrea I love this this is incredible why didn't we put more money towards it why didn't we put it on the big stage why did, why why <laughs> and I said I don't know sorry and then cut to the next scene we were cancelled because of COVID yeah. and he went okay I have bad news it's cancelled but I have good news because I want you on the big stage <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden this little intimate show which was for this little audience you know nice intimate audience went up to the 800 seat theater and I went uh oh so I had to relook at it and go am I changing anything and I think it got a little bit bigger, it got a little thicker, but I went, no, I'm not changing it. I still want it to be an intimate show between me and the audience, no matter where they sit. I want them to feel that I'm talking to them. And that's how it ended up happening. <laughs> how did you, how, so how did you choose the, the songs and the stories that went into this uh, mm -hmm. show? Good question. You know, <clears throat> so the show is called Rubaboo, and Rubaboo means um, soup or stew in the Michif language, which is the language of the Métis people. And, um, I, you know, I, 
I, I had the title, but I didn't really get, the grandmothers didn't give me the true meaning of what I was going to be doing. Because I also have this company called the Sacred Feminine Learning Lodge, where we learn about um, returning home to the circle, because because many of the systems in place are very masculine oriented and very detrimental to so many, many, many beings on the planet, including the earth, women, BIPOC people, people with disabilities, nurturing men, the animals, you know, there's just so many things left out of the circle because of these, these um, systems that have been exclusive. And so I, in the Sacred Feminine Learning Lodge, I help people come home to themselves, all beings, nobody's left out, right? Um, and teach them to walk gently on the planet as well as be gentle with themselves. So, uh, you know, we were, I work with the medicine wheel, so the four sacred elements, the four sacred bodies. I do this work. And in the show, without having any inclination that the grandmothers were going to whisper this in my ear, they said a rubaboo is needs the four sacred elements. I went, what? Duh, brilliant. So earth, fire, water, air play a very big part of this show. So um, it's sort of breaking up. It's broken into sections of fire, earth, water, and um, and and I we had songs that were a natural fit. That, you know, we hadn't released them on an album. Some of them you know, where they were just dying to be put together. So I have songs from all over my albums. You might find them here, 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 a couple of unreleased songs. But then I created this um, because there was like the water section. I said, I'm missing some water songs and I don't want to use traditional ones. What am I going to do? And then I was like writing them in my head. And then, and then I went, I need a fire song and I needed the Oh, I need a song for the earth, you know, so also I went, Bob, Robert, we have some writing to do. <laughs> but at the same time, this was all during COVID, I was missing my elders, I was missing, you know, listening to my Mitchif language speakers. And I also decided at the exact same time, that I was wanting to create a Mitchif language album. So it's like these other songs that I knew some of them were going to fit in the show Rubaboo, but I also knew that I was call, being called to write these songs for our people because the the Métis language is the Michif language is is in dire straits. It's it's dying because aren't not enough people are speaking it. So I thought, well, who's going to write the songs? Who is going to do it? If I'm the song keeper, if I'm the singer of our one of us singers in our community, and I don't do it, who's going to? So I wrote a whole bunch of songs that it was just released on a new album and Shkuna Matyo, Li Shonsun, back in November 2022. Um, and they're all Mitch of language songs. So it was a giveaway album for the community. Anyone can take it, download it. But of course, I had two reasons, you know, to do this album too. One was what I said, but the other was to borrow some of these songs for the show. So I have water songs and, and songs that are in the language and healing songs and fire honor songs, and they're all in the show now. So I've got about half of the songs in the show, which is so great because they are what make the show Rubaboo. They are the, they were the missing pieces. So yes, you hear songs, maybe you've heard me sing before, but you haven't heard these ones. And they are so honoring of me as a Métis woman. They're honoring of my people and the language. And it's their prayer songs. So, so we take this 
we take this show into, you know, a, a higher spiritual space that maybe people are used to too. So yeah. <laughs> You're about a week into the run, unfortunately, because now that means less time for people to go see the show. But have you noticed, is there something, a moment in the show that surprises you with the audience reaction or, mm. or something that you didn't anticipate when, when you're performing and the audience, just the way they are, they react or see something? Well, yeah, I think the audience is always surprised when I talk directly to them and I want them to answer me. <laughs> they go, uh, uh, panic. But by the end, by the end, you know, because I want them to sing with me. I wanted, I want all sorts of, I want them to be here and present with me. They don't get to sit back like they're watching Netflix. They have, they're here in the room and they probably go, oh no, <laughs> she's talking to me. Um, but there's always a, so there's the magical moment when they're terrified and they go, <laughs> and then there's the magical moment when they surrender and they, they, they move into, um, they surrender to the whole story. And when you hear, oh, when you hear them sing it, when you hear it echo into the, into the auditorium, it's a pretty beautiful moment. Yeah. Is it, where does you see the show going? Is once your run is done, um, is it, is it going to go somewhere else? What is, what's the future for the show? Well, this one was, this particular run goes from, uh, the London grand to the arts club in Vancouver. So we go immediately to the, to the arts club in Vancouver, Canada, BC. And we, and then we're also going to the Citadel in Edmonton. Alberta next year and I hear that there's a few other places sort of interested so who knows like I tell you this was not on the radar at all but it seems to have legs and people seem to be enjoying it um and we'll see we'll see what happens well it's like we were talking just before the interview you never know where it's going to go and what mm -hmm. like you just roll with it and it's mm -hmm. not something you planned for but you know, the experience and the, the ability to do it was. Yeah. But do you want to know the weird thing? Like, honestly, during COVID, I was teaching so much. There were so many people in pain that the, the teacher in me, the trainer in me started kind of came out of the closet and sort of started doing things online to help people. Right. I started making courses and this and that. And I thought, oh, well, maybe this is because I had no desire to perform. I mean, it was COVID, but I, I, there was no nothing was um uh calling me forth and so i i honestly thought oh maybe i'm done maybe i'm not meant to do this anymore <laughs> but i'm like so but i i had a, a very very clear prayer and it was between me and creator me and grandmothers and i said let me be of service however how can i help humanity this is such an important time of, of potential how can I be most of service to help humanity through this so we can be a better, we can be a better species on this planet and, and cut to the next scene. I'm performing all over the place. <laughs> I went, Oh, I guess, uh, I guess I'm not done. <laughs> I thought for sure. I mean, I was giving up film and TV. I thought theater was long gone and music. I was never going to do another album and cut to the next scene, new album, new TV series, a new show. And <laughs> So I went, okay, okay, I guess uh, be careful. That's a powerful prayer. And when you when you put that out there, um, you better be open to how it comes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is, is there going to be an album of the show? Is there going to be a, a recording? You know what? There is already. I, I put something together because they were mostly recorded. There's only a few songs that are not available anywhere else, but I put them together. Um, you can find it on my website, um, andreamenard.com. Um, under singer, it's like buy the album. I think you can buy the album and you'll find all of my albums there. But Rubaboo just happens to be oh. one that I thought people, you can go find the songs, except a couple, they'll never, they're not released. But I thought, well, people might want a, a really, it's in the order, all the songs are there and it's a, they can find it together. So they can, I think for $17, they can get the whole thing. Very nice. Cool. Yeah. So the, the most important part, the what, when, where, how, how do we get to go see you and, and how do we learn more information about the show? Well, um, you can always find, I try to keep everything on my website. I've got lots of information there, but uh, you know, on the front page of my website, andreamenard.com is a, a little link where you can go rub a boo and you can head to it. So I, there's, I have links and tickets or uh, links to tickets to the grand theater um, and the dates in London and tickets to arts club theater to the, the Granville Island stage in Vancouver and, and the dates and links and stuff. So they can find it. And if it goes elsewhere, I'll have the stuff there. So if, if they forget anything else, but andreamenard.com, <laughs> they can find me. <laughs> awesome. Um, I'm going to try my best to get it down to London before it closes and see what I can do. It's a busy oh, time, but uh, yeah, I'm going to yeah. try and get down there and see the show for sure. Yeah. Um, Andrea, congratulations on everything you've done um, since we last spoke and everything going forward. Um, this, this show sounds incredible. And um, yes, congratulations on everything you've done. Thank you. And Jean-Paul, thank you for encouraging people to watch musical theater, especially new ones in Canada being created. Thank you for being that guy. No problem. Thank you. All right. We were just speaking with Andrew Menard about uh, her latest show, uh, Rababoo, that's running at the Grand Theatre in London from March 7th to the 25th of 2023. Then it's heading out west and then to Edmonton and who knows where else in the future. Make sure to check out her website for any future productions of this show and all her other shows and everything she's done as well. Tune in next week as we'll speak with another guest or a guest about their life, love, and passion that is musical theater. I am your host as always, Jean-Paul Yovanoff, and until next time, I'll see you when I see you. <laughs>